91.1 WNXP. My name is Marquise Munson, and I'm joined by a very special guest, an amazing trumpeteer. Some would call him the future of the trumpet, blending jazz, hip-hop, R&B on this new album, Foreverland, this week's WNXP Record of the Week. Keon Harold joins me. Thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me about this new album. Marquise, how are you? It's, it's great to meet you. I'm looking forward to talking, my friend. Hey, I appreciate it because I feel like we could have two separate conversations talking about the record, and I feel like we can just hear stories about the artists that you've worked with because you've worked with plenty. You played trumpet for some legendary artists from Beyonce to Diana Ross, Jay-Z, Maxwell, two of my favorites, Cool to be Southern, Big Crit, and Sam Henshaw, Still Broke. Those are two of my favorites. But playing the trumpet has given you the opportunity not only to work with these incredible artists, but it has also given you an opportunity to express yourself musically as well in your own work. So I wanted to ask to start this off, do you ever just sit back and reflect on those times when you first learned how to play, studying the greats to where you are today? I absolutely think about that all the time. And it's a opportunity to have gratitude from where I came from to where I am now. Thinking about all the people who've influenced me, who've inspired me, who have pushed me to, to new levels. The lessons that I've learned has been a beautiful journey, again, from working with D'Angelo to Maxwell and Common and, you know, so many people. Also seeing their journey as well and being a part of many of those journeys has been a beautiful thing. Yeah, and I'm going to ask you because a lot of the people that are featured on this record, you've known for a very long time. These are artists that's been a part of your journey and you've been a part of theirs too. When did you start playing the trumpet and when did you know that that could turn, this talent can turn into a career? And I started really, really early, about you know six, seven years old. I was going back and forth from playing baseball and sports. Then it got to a point to where the, playing the horn it just chose me. I don't want to say it was an easy thing to do. It just something that I picked up in a very, very, I hate to use the word easy. It, it, it was just like a gift. I just learned really, really easy and I started progressing. My grandfather had a drum and bugle corps, um, which, which taught people how to play, you know, instruments and stuff in St. Louis, more specifically Ferguson, um, Missouri, home of a lot of controversy, but he was doing the right things in that city. So I learned from, learned from that. And from that, you know, I got into Miles Davis and Clifford Brown and all the great trumpet players, Maynard Ferguson and Clark Terry. And that really took me, it took my heart. When it comes to jazz and blues music, we all kind of get that from our grandfathers. Because I remember my grandfather's, I, I tell people this, like my grandfather's room sounded like a jazz and blues club on a Saturday night. He'll just be with the door closed, blaring, music from bb king to miles davis and it's just you walk by the room and it's just like what is what's going on in there like what is that sound where is it coming from did you get kind of that same feeling you know growing up with a grandfather with so much musical taste that you just wanted to just figure out like what this music was that's exactly it you know <laughs> exactly it you know, hearing, you know, the great Count Basie and, and Duke Gallantin and, you know, hearing that stuff all the time, it really, really inspired me to want to do that, to want to be that. My grandfather used to always tell me about this band, Eddie Randall and the Blue Devils. Come to find out it was my cousin, which was the first band that Miles Davis actually played in. So, you know, that kind of thing was like, you know, the stories and the music that was happening in St. Louis inspired me to want to do that and to want to take that path. 
is that behind the scenes stuff? Is that intriguing for you? Because obviously we're going to talk about your solo album and you're kind of front and center, but you kind of talked about like being able to hear the music behind the artist like a Miles Davis, because obviously his name is in the forefront, but listening to the musicians behind him, like that had to have been inspiring for you. Oh, absolutely. It's a journey, at least for me. And I know a few other people too to come from the proverbial, the back of the band, um, you know, supporting different artists. I've, I've been blessed to support, you know, Jay-Z and other people, and it's been incredible, but to move to the front is a whole journey in itself. So I've, I've finally gotten there and I'm happy about that, but I don't take that experience for granted because I've learned a lot. Because if you can't really lead unless you know how to follow. So that whole process has been a real, real visceral experience. You know, working with the great Gregory Porter and so many other people, it's just like, man, seeing them do their thing, you know, being there. But at the same time now, it's, it's the other way around and I'm, I'm loving this part of it too. Speaking of being front and center, you've been front and center a couple of times on a few records, and it's been a long time since you've made a solo project, the last one back in 2017. And obviously you stayed busy in between there working with different artists. When did the process for this latest album start? And what's the meaning behind the album's title, Foreverland? Foreverland started it and got its genesis in mid-pandemic. Um, I was going through a lot of different things. The, the stuff that we go through in a visceral kind of way. Um, relationships, is it going to make it? Is it not going to make it? I want to play music with people, but the pandemic doesn't allow us to actually even be together. So after two years of basically longing to play music together, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to get my friends together. We're going to go to Vegas and we're going to have a good time. It wasn't a plan to do a record. It was a plan to just play, chill, and just be in a scenario that we can monitor. I don't want to say monitor, but we could we could be together without worrying about catching COVID, literally at the time, and we can play. And it'll just be us, and it'll be kind of our, our bubble. So that's how it started. We recorded it, and I got back, and I, you know, I sent the music off to my man Chris Dunn at Concord Music, and he was like, yo, this is a vibe. So that was that was the beginning of it, um, you know, and that was again, that was mid pandemic. And from that, you know, the name of the album was supposed to be Melancholy Aura. But that changed because my whole vibe changed everything about going through a relationship. It didn't work out, which was great. I chose myself and my music over a relationship that actually didn't last anyway. So that was a beautiful thing. So that got me to the idea of Foreverland. Foreverland is the album title, which I was you know, I got a chance to work with an incredible artist from the UK, Laura M. Vula. And the whole idea is about a longing of something that's possible, not just music, but just in love and life, that there's always a possibility. This whole album has a whole um, strand of, you know, finding peace within and influencing the world outside of that. You got to you got to find it in yourself. So Foreverland is is my ode to, to peace of mind. I'm waiting for answers I got my hands up Are you sleepless like me too? Or caught up in the perfect dream? Do you long for me? Or do you walk alone? Yeah, and I'm glad you mentioned Laura because you have incredible wordsmith, incredible songwriters on this album. PJ Morton, Common, Laura. What does that writing process and piecing these songs together look like when you're in the studio collaborating with these different artists? 
it's a beautiful interaction, you know, going back and forth with Common, trying to figure out, okay, is this what we say? Or are we saying this? You know, come up with the words with um, the incredible Gene Baylor from the Baylor Project, um, formerly known from the, the group John A. Just an incredible, silky voice that just makes any track sound amazing. She's like cheese on a burger to me. Like she gets, she gets down. So from her adding her elements, sitting down with PJ Morton in New Orleans, got a chance to go down there and get in the studio with him. The song Beautiful Day, which is on the record, is just one of those things that it happened really, really quick. You know, in the studio, sometimes it doesn't really happen fast, but we sat down, you know, within, you know, 30 minutes, the whole idea of Beautiful Day was there. And, and it's my mantra for every day now. It's a beautiful day because I say, you know, a lot of times we get caught in the rigmarole of, of everyday life, um, but sometimes we got to change our pr perspective and shift it and say that it's a beautiful day because I say, because I choose higher vibrations. Look at the sun shining. Why don't you just let the sun light in? I know you've been hurting, so just let the sun light in. When I listen to the song Don't Lie with Malila, those vocals that she sings fit perfectly with the trumpet that you're playing on that song. So I wanted to ask, what was the inspiration behind that song, Don't Lie? Malaya, incredible vocalist. She's my little sister. Um, and she's just a ball of energy and it's like amazing. So that record was one of the records that started in Vegas. And it was about what I was going through at the time. I was dealing with a relationship. I basically, you know, wanted the real answers. Tell me the truth. You're feeling this being, I don't know, I don't want to say forever. If we feeling this going to the next level, let's do that. And if it's not, you know, just tell me the truth. Don't lie. And it was as simple as, as simple as that. That's how it started. But, you know, I got her on the record because her tone is so smooth and so agile, how she gets up and down. She's like a jazz, she's like a jazz trumpet voice, how she moves through chords, how she moves through melodies. Um, she's not really limited to what the actual melody is. She's going to take it to another level. So it's always amazing to get with my sis, Malaya. Our love can go past the ocean And the planet's soft like red In spots where my heart was freezing Now you act like you're leaving Yeah, and that's true on that song because, and I love this quote that you said when talking about the album, what I can offer as a musician who plays an instrument with no words is that honest and that emotion, but some of these notes I play when I play them because there's no better words. And I feel like that mashup between her vocals and you playing the trumpet, it just fits perfectly on that song. How therapeutic was just making this album? Because when you listen to your trumpet playing on this record, you can definitely feel that emotion. Oh man, it was so therapeutic. The entire process, even though it took a while for it to come out, you know, the, the genesis and when the album was done, it's been a while. So 
I had just been waiting for everybody else to get a chance to listen to it and feel the vibrations because I felt that it, it really came from an honest point, an honest part of my life, honest part of all the musicians on it, from Chris Daddy Dave on the drums, Bernice Travis on the bass, um, Greg Fillingame's legendary pianist from Off the Wall and, and many Quincy Jones productions, um, and Michael Jackson, just just an incredible musician, and, and the rest of the people along the album. It was just a great way to really outpour many of the emotions and feelings and things that we were going through in the pandemic. I didn't want to make a quote unquote pandemic record because there was a bunch of those. I wanted to have something that was something real that would, would outlast the idea of a pandemic. If somebody would have listened to this record in 20 years, they'll know that it was about the real feelings that was going on in, in a human's life versus it being about, okay, I did this because there was no other outlet because of the pandemic. You know, I'm doing this because you know what? Everybody goes through love um, issues. Everybody goes through family issues. Everybody loses, everybody hurts, you know, very, very real emotions. You know, in this time it was cathartic because I had been dealing with stuff with my son. There was an incredible, there were things that happened during the pandemic that, you know, changed my life, you know, that had to do with family. So this was a, a really, really, incredible way to outpour my emotions and my feelings in a fixed state with high vibrations. Yeah, and I'm glad you mentioned Greg Fillingains because that's an underrated guest appearance on this record. Like, he's worked with so many incredible artists. A lot of hip-hop fans will know Greg because he worked on the Quincy Jones record, 100 Way. That was sampled in an MF Doom track, Rhymes Like Dimes. So, legendary, you know, Greg Fillingains. But... You know, being a student of the game still in music and working with him on this record, like, like, what did you learn along the way working with him? Oh, man, Greg filling games. It's, it's all about it's all about touch. Um, I got a chance to meet Greg filling games. I was working on the Michael Jackson um, Immortal World Tour with Cirque du Soleil. You know, he called me um, because we, I was working with Maxwell and that's how he knew me. But then we got a chance to really just build. And, you know, one of my things in music um, when I do records is I want to make sure that I always have one of the OGs on the record, um, one of the legends. You know, um, my first record introducing Keon Harold, I had Charles Tolliver, an amazing, incredible trumpet player, um, OG to me. But on this one, I had Greg Fillingangs, the person who gives me wisdom, who gives me, you know, motivation and lets me know that, hey, you're pushing the right way. You're pushing the right needles. So keep it going. So Greg Filling Gaines, his mentorship and just the love of, of that guy is everything, man. Yeah, and I want to go back to the album's features because, you know, earlier in our conversation, you talked about that journey, being a part of Common's journey. You also have been a part of Robert Glasper's journey as well. This album seems like it features not only just artists that you're collaborating with, but sort of a chosen family between all these artists that you work with on this album. So want to really highlight the, the two, Robert Glasper and Common, because you guys go way back. This is music in common situation but you met robert glasper at a camp like a jazz camp yeah me and rob we met in in bell colorado at this camp called the veil jazz party um which they chose this before instagram this is before you know youtube that they pick you know some of the best young musicians around the country so me and rob glasper met at this camp not just rob terrence martin we all met the same day which is crazy and we still creating and 
trying to push music forward today. Um, but again, I was 15, Rob was 17, I think Terrace was 16, which is crazy. Anyway, that's how we started. And I met Common when I was about 18, when I moved to New York City. Um, Roy Hargrove, the great trumpet player, God rest his soul, um, was doing all the music for D'Angelo, doing music for on Common's record, and also doing his own thing. He worked on Like Water for Chocolate, the legendary record that really pushed Common to the forefront. So, But he couldn't tour as a trumpet player, so they needed a trumpet player. So my only audition that I've ever done in life was auditioning for Common. I got the gig and, you know, the rest is history. Got a chance to really open my horizons as a musician, as an artist. Um, before, it was me just wanting to be the straight-ahead jazz guy, which I still am. I, I've always been. You know, that's not going anywhere. But the idea of how I feel music should be placed or how I feel the trumpet should should lead in a more popular sense, thinking about people like Hugh Masekela and other people, it's like, I want to do that. I want I want I want my music to be heard by as many people as possible. I don't want it to be esoteric. I want people to be I want it to be accessible. So me going that way was very very important to me. So common that's my that's my guy. We've been doing it for a long time. Still doing it. You know, did the only tiny desk that was at the White House, which is incredible. One thing that I love about what you're doing, what Terrace Martin's doing, what Robert Glasper's doing is this blend between jazz and hip hop. And when we go back to Low End Theory, Tribe Called Quest and Gurus, Jazzmatazz, you listen to beats from Jay Dilla. But when you lean into the hip hop side, like on songs like Find Your Peace, is that where you draw that inspiration from that like listening to Dilla, listening to Low End Theory or Jazzmatazz? All of those records and all of those incredible, you know, musicians from, from Q-Tip to Ron Carter to all of these um, amazing genre wall tearing down um, individuals, they're all so important to me. So they, they're always in my um, subconscious. Um, when I'm thinking about, you know, comp composing music, when I'm saying, okay, I'm going to do a joint for common, Everything that I've ever learned, you know, whether that be straight composition lessons, whether that be the music that I know that I've learned from the great Miles Davis and Count Basie and everybody else, all that is still at play. And I'm just moving things, pushing things and saying, you know what, let me find the right pocket that will work for, for Common to rock on this joint. So I'm always using those elements. I'm always pulling from all the greats before because I can only take it as far forward as I've gone back. And I never, ever, ever look past that. Yeah. And that's why I love that song, too, because like kind of like you mentioned with Beautiful Day, it's that like affirmation for yourself. And I feel like Find Your Peace is kind of a similar vein and it starts the album off perfectly because it's like find your peace. You know, you have words of affirmation like Find Your Peace, Beautiful Day on this record. So that's why it's a great start for the album. Oh, man. Thank you, man. Yeah. So find your peace inside because you can't change the things outside. Own your peace inside. Situations are going to test you. You got to free your mind. You can leave all that shit behind. But what you can't control, you can't give your time. Things will work out fine. Find your peace. That's, you know, that's that's what it is. And sometimes, again, it's really simple, but it's so deep as to how we, you know, how we go through life every day, you know, how we pick up and, and try to make it, you know, there's people struggling out here. 
You know, it's, it's, it's people who, who need some inspiration. It's people who, who feel like, you know, it may seem like they might have it all, all the money, all the love, but you know, at the, when they go home at night, they struggling. So it, it, unless it starts from inside, um, you know, you really can't move forward. You, you win paralysis. So yeah, find your peace. You know, that's, that's my joint. Shout out to Common, Robert Glasper, Gene Baylor, Chris Daddy Dave on that record. My, 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 my piece. Search for it like the side streets. When I find it, I won't bind it. Spread it to my eye keys. The key I is to see blocks and then move them. In a pharaoh's hands, there's organized confusion. Illusion, delusion, or is that abused in? At another man's fall, try not to find amusement. I park in a lot of peace. Got it in me, but I'm not a beast. Recorded hurt and anger. It's mixed, but it's not released. Go to a perfect place. Sometimes it's where my verse escapes. I know patience is gold, it's truly worth the wait Took time with self, a lot was going on Alone in the weeks, I found where I was strong Life is like a poem, and it's like a zone Freedom in the unknown, I got while I was grown A child is born, knowledge is the key Like my bro on the horn, peace is where we reborn And I want to close with this. Now, you've played with so many incredible artists throughout your career. As I mentioned earlier, you toured with legendary artists as well. We could be here all day just naming all the artists. Like, I could, once again, we can do a separate interview just talking about that alone. But is there an artist out there you haven't had a chance to work with that you would like to or even play a show with? You know what? I really love um, a couple of bands. I, I love Fleet Foxes. I would love to do something with the Fleet Foxes. And I would love to do something with Radiohead. You know, two two bands that I'm just like, you know, that's a vibe. I feel like you should add some trumpet to that. You know, um, and all, you know what? Also, Krongbin. So, the, you know, those, those three, you know, three bands I would love to collaborate with at some point. And I love that because this is outside of the normal for you too. This is outside of hip hop, R&B, soul music, jazz. This is completely different, but the trumpet fits everywhere. Musically, it fits everywhere. You know what, this is the thing though. For me, it's not that different. It's good music. You know, Quincy Jones, is. It's a, it, we got good music and bad music. That music vibrates on high levels for me. So it's not necessarily, I'm not, I personally am not thinking, oh my God, it's not jazz, it's not hip hop, it's not R&B, it's not gospel. To me, I'm like, oh, that shit is fire. That's that's fire, I love that. You know, listen to those chords, listen to the rhythms, listen to the words that they're using. That is, that that hits me and, you know, in my core. The, the chakras are, you know, are, are aligned, you know? So that's the way I'm seeing music. I'm. It's, it's like the colors that really um, excite excite me so you know I'm, I'm not really looking at it oh it must be this it must be that it's like okay that's that's dope and that's not dope so leave that alone that's fly let's go with that you know Keon I, I really do appreciate you for joining me talking about this album and you know one, hopefully one day we can get you to Nashville to perform I know you just performed Blue Note you just performed with Andre Day at the Grammys so one day hopefully we can get you down towards this way and we can watch you perform man I can't wait I can't wait to get back down there man absolutely Keon appreciate you for joining me for Everland out right now and thank you so much for talking to me about the record 
Hey, such an honor, man. Look forward to seeing you soon. Bye.